Welcome to the podcast Rooted, where I, Alicia, and some occasional guests share stories, advice, and dive into how the Bible and God's Word can apply to our everyday lives. Everyone is welcome, so thank you for joining. Hi guys, I am today with my housemate, Anna. Hello. <laughs> so tell everyone a little bit about yourself, what do you do, why you're in Nottingham. Okay. Should it be very Spanish about my name? Absolutely. Ana Marin Martinez. Oh. I am originally from Spain, but I have been living in the UK for 10 years. I moved to Nottingham last year for uni, decided that the course was just not for me, and but I felt God really strongly tell me that I should stay in Nottingham for at least another year. So here we are. But yeah, there's a little bit about me. That's nice. And how do we know each other? We have actually met <laughs> three times. I know. Three, well, I mean, obviously Well, the third time has been like it, long. I mean, living together. Well, yeah. We met the first time at Mooch at uni. Yeah, how crazy. So guys, the first time we met, who went someone went to go view our houses <laughs> the weird me. thing about uni is that you get to like two months after freshers and people are already thinking about mm-hmm. buying houses the fact we're nearly yeah. in that position again this year is oh kind goodness. of crazy it stresses me out <laughs> but we met the first time in a pub on campus and like an hour into us meeting we all kind of got the vibe that we could get on and I just went because I was like arranging the meetups and things like that and I was so aware that I was probably like being quite pushy or I was like putting things in the group chat I was like how does she want us to live together I have no idea who she is I was so nervous I was literally I was so so nervous and then we we all got together yeah and it just all clicked we told about Hunted. each other's lives and, and what was going on. Okay. It was quite, it was very full on, but For sure. like I knew. But we just clicked we and did. it felt really easy. Uh, so the first time we met within an hour, I said, can we sign the house? Yeah. And then you moved in and it was great. This is a question I love asking people. Okay. What is the best piece of advice you have ever been given? Who was it from? And what impact has it had on your life? Ooh. The first person, before any advice, I thought of my mum. Mm-hmm. So I, it's probably going to be something that she's told me. I was telling her about, you know, when you're in a public place and you're feeling really like self-conscious just about different things, about personalities, about bodies, about just everything. And it was, she just said like, you're not that important not in the sense of like you're not important to me or you're not important to your family but everybody in that room is feeling so self-conscious about their own lives and about their own things why do you think that you get to walk in and everybody's going to be thinking about what you're doing what she said what she's doing no like everybody it's like a humbling thought yeah yeah. exactly and I because she said it from a place of love I felt Mm. that it was from a place of love and I I was never like oh my gosh you don't think I'm important she just said to me like you need to start thinking more about 
like the people around you instead mm. of like yourself and you'll stop being yeah. so self-conscious and she was so right it was like you were saying the other day in church like it's so easy to look around and think oh people were thinking about how i'm worshiping or how i'm reading my bible mm. if i'm taking notes mm-hmm. or are people oh, watching yeah. me but everyone's thinking the same things it's about true. themselves when you live your life for god you stop thinking so much about yourself yeah. because all you do is for him mm. she also said to me i remember studying for my jesus seats and she said I know that you don't want to study right now, but don't do it for you. Do it for him. Everything mm. that you do, do it for him. If you're cleaning, yeah. I'm mopping the floor and you don't want to do it, you're doing it for him. Yeah. And that's something that when I've just not wanted to do something, I'd be like, you know what? I'll do it for God. Yeah. And it was so good because you, you just realized that your life is just not your own. Yeah. And you don't have to handle that on your own and you don't have to handle your life yeah, on your own. Sure. You make your decisions, of course. Yeah. But it also just allows you to hold on to like everything so lightly oh yeah because it doesn't matter if you give someone a tenner because it wasn't our money anyway it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter if you give someone an hour because it wasn't our time anyway exactly god is so unmaterialistic in that way like he sees skin deep to the point where skin doesn't matter Mm mm-hmm <laughs> Literally, that, that was perfectly put. I love. I have <laughs> no, I'm sorry. You always have like the perfect thing to say, like <laughs> phrases, and I'm like, where did this come from? This is amazing. And I'll be on FaceTime with my mom, like, Alicia said this today. I don't know what to do with myself now. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's amazing. It's a gift. And you mentioned your mum, you're very close with your mum. So what was your upbringing? Live with your family? Was it a Christian home? A Christian home in a sense. So I think Spain is a very Catholic country. Mm-hmm. And even in, in Protestant churches or, or just different, I forgot the English word for it, varieties of mm-hmm. Christianity, there's still that background of a very, very Catholic background in mm-hmm. a sense. Like conservative? It, very conservative, but it was also a quiet, mm-hmm. there's a, there was a lot of superstition and mm-hmm. like, you know sayings that we would have in church you could tell that it was just a lot of background of superstition a lot mm. of them grew up catholic and and you know as in like if that. you don't pray enough you're like doomed mm. or like, right okay yeah and, and stuff with with you know like growing up in a world where i didn't know what anxiety was or what mm. depression was it was all made up to be as if it's just a diabolical thing and yeah. that you're that way because of you know things have happened in your family or yeah. or and it, it, it was so like definite... mental health was was a result of not praying enough and... yeah yeah and it was yeah. it was just very everybody knew your business you weren't allowed to not show up on a sunday and everybody right. asking you why you weren't there so we we grew up i grew up in a church like that everybody was really loved mm. but you could tell that there was just some stuff that wasn't quite right and mm. um, my mum was always a christian she became a christian when she was 13 and I she is the literal definition of woman of God in my wow. opinion. She is she is the ultimate example, and I think the person I admire and love most in this world. Mm. She always knows what to say, and she's always the first one to humble herself and mm. say sorry. Can't really say the same for me, but I do try. And yeah, my dad was there, not quite present. He you know he was around, but he mm-hmm. wasn't really around. Yeah, you know he'd have times where he was strict and other times where he couldn't care less so it was never quite stable with my dad but my mum was a very stable person at Mm. all times doesn't matter what she went through she would always protect us first Mm. which is where i will go like that's how i an amazing like foundation to have knowing Um, that she was the rock in my household and we've had stuff that we disagree with a lot and and we still do but not not but i've I've realized that where i everything that i everything that I get from her, everything that she tells me, mm. 
the first thing is where it, where is she coming from? Mm. Because everything she says is out of love. Yeah. And if she's ever said anything out of anger, she's apologized. But I don't think she's ever said anything out mm. of anger that wasn't yeah. from a place of love. Yeah. Um, and you know what? That's such a like even you saying that now. That's such like a beautiful reflection of how sometimes we can get so messed up on how God sees us oh, or certain things that he calls us to do or certain things that we're convicted by. Mm. And I think there's been so many times when I'm like, oh, God is so disappointed with me and he's yeah. so angry with me. But actually, when our heart changes to go, well, what's his character? Why is he saying this? Even in those times of confusion when sometimes what he says is a hard pill to swallow. But everything he says comes from comes from a place of his character and a good character I think that's that's really cool that you've been able to like witness that in a in a mum because sometimes it's hard to see that when I'm so grateful that we're aware and we have faith and we know and trust that God is real and that when he speaks he means it and that he does have a power over our lives but sometimes it's different when you see that in real physical form someone that you speak to daily or weekly to have that as a representation I think definitely shapes the way we look at other people God you can tell that God is a loving God because we are we are his creation. Mm. If he didn't have a place of love, he could have just said, look, there's heaven and hell. This is how you get into heaven. Up to you. He wouldn't have to give us any warnings. He, we would, he wouldn't have to make us feel convicted. He wouldn't have to do anything. Mm. He could literally just say, you sinned and I'm not going to tell you anything until your last day and mm. say, you actually, you're not coming home with me. Mm. But instead, he spends his entire our entire lifetime mm. and his entire lifetime to tell us i'm com- like i'm convicting you because yeah. i love you i'm you know when your mum says it hurts me more than it hurts i remember mm. my mum when she used to ground us she says it hurts me than it, more than it hurts you wow. and i was like mm, i doubt that but no it's, <laughs> it, she was right because yeah. she's spending her entire life to make sure that i'm doing the right thing mm. and that my life goes well yeah and just like god god is the same i have like someone once told me this image of how god parents us is like if a dad was like walking with his child alongside the road and his child goes to run into the road and his dad pulls him back very sternly and goes no Mm. don't do that that first no is really harsh 100 it's you're being told off you're embarrassed you're humiliated but then he crouches down and looks you in the eye and says you can't do that you're gonna get hurt, there are cars, it's dangerous, and I pulled be you back safe. from the road because I love you and I want you to be safe. Doesn't mean he didn't yank that kid's arm, mm-hmm. but actually, that stern no sometimes saves us. God's plucked me out from situations, friendships, like or situations with boys. Block or, you. Yeah, oh. 100% when I did not want it. Mm-hmm. I was did like, not I, want let it. me be. But yeah. It's, God uses people. Such a protection. It's incredible. And I think one of the one of the ways in which I've been able to deal with trauma from parenthood or childhood is knowing that yes, some parents are great, some aren't so great, yeah. but the fatherhood of God is always going to be a different story because yeah. He's not human. He is your stability. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It's unwavering. Mm-hmm. It's unwavering strength. He, yeah. he is your rock. He mm-hmm. is your house built on. Yeah but also unable to fail mm-hmm. like sometimes like sometimes like I don't know your mum as well as my mum or like your dad has said things that have not been great or have been hurtful or haven't been like perfect yeah. way to deal with that situation but God is not 
he has the ability to do everything but fail. Yeah, he can do everything but fail. And his parenting is the most perfect way ever. Mm -hmm. And I think it's easy to question God's parenting style and his protection over us because if all we ever see is humans and parents letting us down, when he says something we don't want to hear, it's easy for us to go, yeah, but you're just going to take it back. Yeah, "Yeah, but you're just making a mistake. But actually, God is not able to fail. So his godly and fatherly way of protecting us is always going to be perfect, whether we want to hear it or not. And I mean, I don't doubt, like, neither me or you are parents, so we Mm -hmm. will have to go on our own journeys. That's true. And we can only really... I know for me, I've learned a lot of things on what I don't want to do. Uh And a lot of parenting skills that I don't want to use. But I've also witnessed how hard it is. Like, my mum was a single parent, and I don't doubt with all of my heart that she tried the best that she could. And it's also one of those things that I know that... I'm so grateful that God was involved mm. in the first half of my mum's parenting because I know we'd all be a lot more messed up than we are now, Yeah, uh, me and my brothers. And the fact that a lot of the times God showed up for us and directed her parenting skills is something that I'm forever blessed for because 100%. otherwise we would be in a very different situation now. You know, sometimes you can blame yourself or you can blame God for, for the parents that you got and mm. for reasons that we might never be able to understand we got the parents that we got. Yeah, And I think why I got so extremely lucky with my mum I don't know how I could have deserved that but also with my dad I sometimes I have to think like yeah maybe he maybe that was his best if you want to you're able to delve into a little bit more about your relationship with your dad and almost how what has that taught you about or how challenging has it been to separate a godly father to your earthly father I think for the longest time I didn't really understand the difference because I thought I have to have a father at home. Growing up it was like the the dad is the head of the house. So I was like without that and it's just my mum. Like mm-hmm. does that mean our family is not under God's protection or does that mm-hmm. mean that because my mum had to act as the dad and the mum and she did a hell right. of a job. She did amazing. But I think especially now I'm just learning to understand that the relationship that many people have with their dads that are so good and positive mm. it's just not going to be the same with me and yeah. that's okay and there are things that maybe I'd like to say to him but I spoke to my mum the other day and I said but maybe I'll never get to see those things and that's also okay mm. because maybe they just don't need to be said or mm. or maybe God is just going to work in me in a different way where I don't have to have a, an outing but something that I felt God really strongly tell me so, like several times is he's unstable but I'm not and mm. and people is unstable and your job is unstable and everything like there's there's no pure stability because we're in an ever-changing world mm, but sure. God can use everything for his glory and for God sure. can work at anything and he can do he can make something so amazing of, out of something so terrible so yeah that's been yeah. an interesting journey but for sure and it's I getting think better. it's really hard when dealing with unforgiveness with your family because you can't just mm. cut them off or everything within you doesn't want to cut them off and sometimes when we're trying to build our family issues within our faith it's really hard to feel like we're living fully for God when we're harboring resentment oh, or yeah, unforgiveness and, and heartbreak, yeah, for sure. And I think sometimes one of the hardest things I had to accept was the people who hurt you 
some of them you'll never hear a sorry from. Oh, 100%. But you don't need sorry to forgive Mm-mm. them. Yeah. And that's, I think, one of the hardest things I've had to overcome is forgiving people without waiting for a sorry, because sometimes I might never get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's freedom and that's for a really you, hard thing them. to do. Yeah, freedom for you, 100%, because almost harboring unresentment and unforgiveness, I almost like see it as like rotting within mm. and like you know it, it destroys your soul and your it outlook does. on life and also future relationships a hundred percent it builds templates in your heart but also makes you see life and humans and people especially for me men <laughs> through too, a yeah. muddy lens of you are a man therefore you're gonna let me down mm. and i then project that onto god like why if, if everything I'm surrounded by is humans who let me down, yeah. of course it's hard to not... Like, it is so easy to believe that this one person doesn't exist because yeah. it's so easy to kind of think it's a myth that one person would love me that much that mm. would never let me down. It seems unfathomable, but that is the beauty of God. It is unexplainable. It is unfathomable. It is faith. It is not facts. We don't know it all, but he has a love that we can trust because this isn't even a trust that I lean on almost willy-nilly without any mm. evidence but I say to people like you can't live your faith through me because my faith means so much to me because anytime I've walked away any times I went through those phases in my teenage years when I didn't believe in God I then came back because I had a personal relationship yeah. even hearing people's testimonies when I was away from faith didn't change my heart at all because I went yeah cool you've got that but I haven't Mm -hmm. but having those personal experiences for me went do you know what he saw me Mm -hmm. he says you are seen and you are loved I see you and I want an intentional and personal relationship with you and that's what draws me back to him because it's not it's not empty of substance his relationship with me is substance filled and that's what brings me back to him 100% What would be your advice to people who go through family struggles, Christian or not? How do they not necessarily deal with it? How would you start that journey to seeing family in a new light to be able to separate God and your family? I think they like, especially. In, in my case, when I see the, for example, issues I've had with my dad, he's not a Christian anymore. Mm. So I think, okay, the way that he's acting is mm. out of heart, but he doesn't have God. Mm. That Like, God has him, yeah. but he doesn't have God. Yeah. And I think really take emotion out of it sometimes and just think, okay, this situation is horrific. I have no idea how to deal with it, but I'm going to choose to love them. And mm. I think is is the choices is discipline. That's where I'm going with this. God sees me, mm. and my true definition is in Him. So whatever mm. they've said, it doesn't matter. I'm gonna yeah. choose to love them anyway. I'm mm. gonna choose to to what would Jesus do, you know? Yeah. And I'm gonna choose to believe what, how God sees me. You discipline yourself to to show love to people, and mm. that doesn't always mean being there with them every day because no. that can be toxic. It means just choosing to love them yeah i think that's for sure and i've got 
this written here that will kind of just close that brought me a lot of healing I think during I mean it's brought me so many healings through a lot of times in my faith and a lot of uh, yeah just breakthroughs whether it's been singleness or with family and this is let me get it right it is Psalms 27 and the whole passage is amazing but the end definitely brought me through a lot of family struggles I haven't got the verse but halfway through it says though my father and my mother forsake me the lord will receive me teach me your way lord lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors do not turn me over to the desire of my foes or false witnesses as they rise up against me spouting malicious accusations i will remain confident of this i will see the goodness of the lord in the land of the living wait for the lord be strong take heart and wait for the Lord and I think and I've written underneath this saying I will wait upon the Lord your ways are better than my ways thoughts are higher than my thoughts I will look to you in my singleness and I will seek your face your heart is good and your arms are strong father I will trust you I'm confident in your plan and I will declare your goodness assist me in honoring your children my parents my mum, my family and my brothers I want my heart and my mind to abide with you. And even when it is hard to honor our family, like you told me the other day, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Yeah, explain what you said to me the other day about that, that it's not our our joy. Yeah, there's a song from Run Collective and I was I was talking to Alicia, we were outside, and I said, like, I know that I'm I'm supposed to be, you know, happy. I'm I'm in a place I know where God wants me to be right now, but I'm finding it hard to to want this life right now. I'm finding it hard to not feel lonely. But I just I suddenly the that that verse came of the joy of the Lord is my strength. Mm. And I thought, Oh my gosh, yes it is. It's true. And joy doesn't mean happiness. You can have joy while you're in an impossible situation. Mm. You can have joy when you're just you're so lost and you have no idea what you're gonna do next and and nothing feels right and you feel constantly out of place. But his joy gives you strength mm. and it just felt amazing. He is your strength, he is your rock, mm. and that's never gonna change. And yeah. On that note, Anna, will you pray us out? I will. Yes, God, I just, I want to thank you so much for just being in this time that we've got to share and just being with us every single day of our lives, Lord. Whenever we don't feel like it or we haven't reached out to you, reach out to you, Lord, you, you're still there. I just pray that whoever hears this podcast, Lord, that they will be able to relate to it and just, just feel your presence, Lord. Um, yes, bless us in the weeks coming, university starting and jobs and just every single thing that we're dealing with lord that we're, we're able to see it from your eyes and, and from your heart lord yeah i pray in the name of jesus lord amen 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 just encourage you to ask and wait on the lord and he will show amen. up he is with you even when you don't feel it he is in those moments god is in the feeling exactly he is in the big and the small no prayer is too small no prayer is too big for him and he will He'll listen and he is with you. So be encouraged and thank you for listening. Thanks, Anna, for being with me. Thank you for inviting me. Bye. No worries. Bye. Thank you for listening to Rooted, the podcast. Make sure you share with a friend this week. And if you're listening on Spotify, 
give it a like, follow the page and turn on your notifications. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure you follow the page. And for both of them, give a five-star review and let me know what you think. Thank you for listening.